connect. Searching. Now connected to You Got a Story podcast. Now listening to HBK by Sandville featuring Melody. Your host, O to the motherfucking T, back again for another week. What a doobie doobie do, y'all. What's poppin'? Um, I don't know what the date is. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, I do. It's the, oh, damn, it's the worst day. 13th. I don't like that number of the June. Um, we're here again, and, and you know, not not alone this time. Yeah, we have a guest, special guest, a uh, family of the show. Uh, welcome again back, uh, OJ Patterson. Yeah, August thirteenth, my birthday. Chavis hates me. <laughs> really? Ah, oh, damn. That that oh, interesting. Well, um, first things first. How 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 you feeling? Uh, you know, uh, getting back in the world, still doing house stuff. Um, got a couple projects. With a couple deadlines that I'm excited about being done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, hopefully things are even more normal by that being done. And then I can uh, just not have anything to do for a while. <laughs> oh, man. How's it feel being a homeowner? I mean, like, what's that been like? Has it, are you going to buy another one later on in life or is this the only house you're ever going to buy? Well, I, you know, it's, we weren't out trying to find our forever home or whatever. Uh, We were ultimately looking for a place where we weren't looking for anything. Moms, our moms was just like, you should buy a house. (laughs) (laughs) She sent us some links. And we just ended up going down the rabbit hole and, uh, you know, learning that you qualify is exciting and then looking for houses is exciting and then packing is exciting. But all the stuff I've been having to do, painting, <laughs> drilling, get I just put up a picnic table today. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's exhausting. But it's also one of those weird things of just like, well, you know, what was I, what was I doing? What was I doing? <laughs> what, 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 what was I trying to maintain in the same way uh, that's tangible and developing uh, equity and, and life skills like that? It was like my relationship and then owning a dog and 
you know? Uh, it's never it's never a bad thing to have things to work on that you can also feel like you know, contributes to your quality of life. Yeah. Yeah, I can gotta agree with you there. I uh think about a house. But I don't know. It's you know in terms of like I know it's equity but like at at its roots. Like I gotta be there for a few years, at least a couple, just to take care of the house and make sure it runs smooth. But ideally I wanna rent out all my properties and live um have it all pay for one mansion in like North Carolina, like building a house, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just have all my properties uh pay for that. That'd be kinda cool. But okay. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine living in a much bigger place, let alone what do they call it? They don't even call it like renting property. I think they call it like like um House hacking. <laughs> House hacking. <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's a, it's a very silly phrase. It it just means buying property to like rent or flip. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why do you have to make such a catchy name for something so? <laughs> that's why most people buy houses. You over here making it sound like <laughs> like the Matrix, hacking the market. That's House cool. hacks. Yeah. yeah, I'm down. House house hacking, yeah. It's basically when you live in one of the multiple units of your investment pro- property as a, a primary residence and have renters from other units pay your mortgage and expenses. Yeah, I'm not I'm not against uh, the practice. I mean, it's not for me, uh, but I just can't believe they had to uh, come out with the alliteration, not the alliteration, not the house hack. Like it's oh I get you I get you the 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 superhero name for it is is uh, pretty spot on it is a hack I mean it's I don't know <laughs> it's just we don't like the way landlord sounds it's a little too <laughs> a little too English a little too <laughs> I'm gonna not do anything for you but I'm a house hacker now yeah. now I'm Neo now I'm here uh, rescuing Zion. <laughs> Well, it's kind of vultury, though, right? Because it's like you're, you're you're ideally looking for a house that's on its last leg that like you're gonna get a huge deal on. It's like that's probably like squatters have messed it up, and you get to fix it up and then sell it for twice its value, maybe, or 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 maybe you rent it out and so you can just live in it. So, I I mean, it's it's vulture mentality. It's like predatory <laughs> predatory uh, mentality in a way. I wouldn't say it's predatory. I think I mean unless you want to frame all capitalism is predatory, then yeah. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Uh, a I little just bit. think that, you know, there's ethical ways of doing it. And um, the whole system is, like, built to, like, we got in in the look, and we thought it was going to be, like, you know, because of the pandemic, it was going to be, um, cheaper and like the interest rates were lower but it was also a a seller's market and you just had all these like crazy situations where you'd be like oh we want to live like we're just looking for a place to live you know (laughs) We, we don't mind the increase in like monthly payments and we don't mind the uh down payment and all that other stuff we're just looking for a place to chill uh and expand uh, our ability to like work from home and maybe get another dog. That was our goals. <laughs> and then everywhere we went, we right. were just like, uh, yeah, you put in a competitive offer, but uh, someone just uh, did all cash, no appraisal. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and you know, it's people who like, I just sold my house and I'm trying to, or like I, I was a house hacker and I sold one of my properties and now I'm going to get this other property and I'll wait till the market gets to a certain level again, and then I'm gonna flip that one. And it's just like, can we just find a place where we can both use the bathroom at the same time? That's all we want. We wanted two bathrooms, <laughs> one and a half. Right. No, it's interesting. Appraisals, um, all cash no appraisals, basically uh, as take it as is. 
yeah. what base is what it is. It's like when you see, you know, someone wants to buy your car as is, and that's damn, that's that's that is what it is. But that's the market. Like that's so then, and you were looking for a house during the pandemic too. So was it harder or easier? Well, I don't know. I've never bought a house. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have no frame of reference. I can't compare it. Right, right. Yeah, I forgot. Well, did it? Did you feel like you got a better deal during the during the pandemic than if you would have waited until after? Uh, probably, probably about the same because usually interest rates are higher, um, and so with your negotiation, it's based on the appraisal and all that you would have to like the down payment and stuff would be lower, but you'd still have to pay a fair amount for interest rate. Uh, Mm. I just, I just think it was like one of those, like why not situations rather than um, like, was this the right time? So they didn't really have any answers to, you know, paying a little bit extra more, for our collective expenses because that whole time we were doing all those classes, we were already like saving based on what they were saying. So once you have like a fair grasp of your budget, then it's just like, well, you just rent now. (laughs) 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 Do you want to rent for the rest of your life? And it's just like, no. And it's like, all right, well then, you know, it may not be perfect, but, uh, this is, this is the, as good as time as any. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you found your uh your today home. I can't wait for <laughs> to increase in value for you. Um let's get into some of this what's happening into the world. Uh some interesting Well, first of all, let's just shout out Tiana Taylor, named Maxim sexiest woman alive. Um I got that from the Joe Budden podcast today while listening to them on the on their Patreon episode. Uh, as we are a podcast about podcasts over here at the You Got a Story podcast network. Uh, and I, it was interesting because they also mentioned that she was the first black sexiest woman in, in their 30-year run. And that's not mm-hmm. the interesting part. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that this happened, but that's not the interesting part. <laughs> The interesting part I got from this was my memories um, that they, that 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 um, that this triggered. Uh, it was actually from you. Uh, it was interesting because I gotta stop saying that. But it was intriguing because you were the one by using her as an example put me on to actors and what how um, you really could tell if an actor is a good actor actor or not. Do you remember this? No. What are you talking uh, about? We were at we were at Concord for a weekend, and we were watching that movie Lottery. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, she was at that that uh, she was with Bow Wow. I, don't, I forget his character's name in the movie now, but she was with him in the drive-through. And oh, was it Lottery? No, 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 it wasn't Lottery. It was uh, it was a funeral one. Damn, I gotta look that one up. I thought it was Lottery for a second because he had the baby. Mom. Oh, hold on, let me look it up. Cause now I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little uh, a little uh, discombobulated. <laughs> Cause I I could have sworn this was lottery with um. And now this is not even man. Let me. This is crazy. I didn't know they bow wow, lottery bow wow movie. Bow wow movie movie cast. Got you. Okay. Nah, it's not this one. Why why does this why does I don't know what's wrong with this anyway. It was the other one with Medea. Um, is it the <laughs> family re- family reunion? I think it was that one. Tyler uh, Perry's family reunion. Tiana. Tiana Taylor. Taylor has been in uh, such classics as uh, Coming to America with a two in the middle, so it's a sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in that movie. You got Honey 4. Honey, rise up and dance. Didn't know that they made it up to four. Me neither. We've got uh, Medea's happy, big happy family, the after party, the trap, okay. stomp the yard, hit the floor, the breaks, and then uh, the love section. <laughs> the love section. 
Um, she 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 um she's a, a dancer, right? Yeah, oh R and B singer slash dancer. Yeah, multi hyphenate or cho- choreographer, I think is the word. Yeah, I mean you know you could choreography and do choreography and dance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was synonymous together. I thought they were you couldn't do one without the other. Well, I mean, there's some people who just dance. They're not choreographers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's also been directing music videos and things like that. And um, again, yeah. multi hyphenate. She's talented. What was your point? <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't know that's what that meant. Multi hyphenate. Um, no, nah, I was just like I remember her that 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 scene from uh, Medea's Big Happy Family. Uh, and she was like, she was just going at Bow Wow. She was like, Bow. Oh, that's what his name was. Byron. Remember that that whole like scene? She was like, Byron. It was just so annoying. And I looked at you and I said, Yo, I fucking like, I don't like this person. Like, I wish he shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I was so because this was what was this nineteen? Yeah, two thousand eleven. So I was in high school, uh, and I was like, Yo, I don't, I don't like this. And she and you said. Well, that's, that means she's a good actor because if she makes you feel anything, that means she's doing her job. Yeah, to a degree, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say it. I think I'm, I'm sure she's a great actor. I don't remember this anecdote at all. <laughs> no? I think, there, I think I was just trying to say that she was casted or her character was like, uh, put in a position to annoy you and then her ability to do that her being effective means she's effective um but you know good bad actor subjective yeah yeah so then why do we care about it the the subjective result of it why can't we just appreciate the acting well i, I me personally i i think it's i mean it's there's some bad actors out there for sure, uh, but me included. <laughs> you're, you 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 don't act well. I don't act well. I'm bad. I'm bad on camera. Um, I think a lot of it is just like well, it's different. I mean, like for like white stuff, uh, like the Oscars and the Emmys and stuff like that. I think it's just like kind of like you know low key snobbery or high key snobbery about just the quality of, of the art or whatever as it compares to other art and what it's trying mm-hmm. to say or whatever. And yeah. then I think with black folk, I think there's a different barometer of just like, I don't think, I've never heard like black people criticizing someone's like <laughs> acting as like, you know, like there's no like hierarchy of, uh, there's no Meryl Streep for black people. They just like watch the things that entertain them, uh, for the most part, if I could generalize black people, but, uh, uh, it's more of like, I see it more with comedians of just like this, this person ain't funny or she ain't, she ain't, she ain't cute or she don't know how to sing. I think there's like metric based arts that black people will criticize other black people for, but it's very rare. I don't think it's a lot of acting. Um, I think it's, I gotta stop doing that too. <laughs> um, where did I get that from? I think I got that from you. Uh, I, where, but in terms of like the critique part of it, I, I think I agree. I, it's, what, when I think of the, when I think of how we critiqued, I know, I think we just like good when I think about like, if it was a good or is it bad to entertain us, um, and, and like when I think of them critiquing, I mean they critique our accents, right? In Black Panther, that was a thing. They critiqued. <laughs> they were just all into Who's the. Who's they? That that was like the that was the airwaves. That was like uh, whenever you heard people talk about Black Panther on uh, like either the Breakfast Club or uh. Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne or like Joe Budden or like uh, I think even the Reed mentioned it uh, similarly too. It was just. They were just like the accents, like like the Whitaker is that his name? Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. They were just hating. Yeah, they were hating on his accents. They were hating on the the mother in the movie's accent. I forget her name now, but she was with uh, Martin Lawrence. Angela Bassett. Uh, Bassett. Yeah, I like her. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I think it's different because they're like media people, and the accent stood out. It was it's just it's not random. The, this movie <laughs> takes place in Africa, but it's it's still uh, non-African to like people who weren't born in Africa doing <laughs> fake African accents. Um, yeah. Plus, Plus there's like no real, the, like... Huh? It's the only thing you can clown in that that movie, in that franchise, because, like, everything else is just, like, well, one, it's a Marvel movie, so it's, like, one of the most important things coming out in a certain period of time. And then it was good, like it, like Ryan Coogler uh, did a good job, and the actors yeah. did a good job, and the story was really good, and all that other stuff. Uh, and then it became like a pop culture phenomenon, uh, bigger than most. Like you know, people weren't you know turning up at Ant Man two. Let's just say that. <laughs> so the only thing right. you could be like, man, this was whack, was like, uh, kind of like. Killmonger uh, reflecting uh, discarded black youth and what his death ultimately means within Black Panther. What's he trying to say of, of like, you know, this guy couldn't, he's villainized for saying some, <laughs> some true shit. Uh, regardless of how you feel about how he killed a lot of black people and and uh, was in the CIA and killed a black woman and <laughs> abused a black uh, horniculturist. She wasn't even she wasn't even an enemy combatant. She was just like, "Hey, I take care of this garden my whole life." And he's just like, "I want to kill your garden. <laughs> no more garden. I don't choke you." You could you could just you could criticize him for that, but for the most part, uh, Killmonger had a lot of good points. And, uh, you know, in a world where you could save a, you know, white CIA officer with a little kimono bead or whatever, uh, you could have found a way to make uh, Killmonger the new Loki uh, if you wanted to. Right. Uh, You could criticize that and then you can criticize the accents. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) All right. I mean, you definitely poke some some. You, you definitely poke some parts of the brain that is asking questions and, and, and understanding what you're saying. Um, and it's, it's, it's polarizing because it's true. Like, you know, they say some real stuff as a black man. You do get killed. It, you know, it's it's re, it's uh, symbolic to our story, um, even in the 60s and the 70s. And, and yeah, I don't know where they go from now. I wish they didn't off him. Um, but maybe they'll they'll fix it with the time. Oh, they could do that if they wanted to be corny. Um, <laughs> use the timeline jump and all that changing they did and somehow get him you know switched into the to the Loki role actually speaking of Loki I just watched that episode did you see it yet on Disney mm-hmm. Plus yeah uh, what are your thoughts on that uh, Loki was cool Loki you know um, he's he's uh, he, I, I can see a lot of you and him no <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, it's yeah. really hard to be a, the younger brother, the youngest sibling. Um, and, you know, with, with those Disney Plus shows of Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's just, you know, good to spend some time with these characters outside of these big events and really, you know, dig a little deeper into who they are and why they do what they do. And I think the first episode of Loki really uh, you know it was a therapy session before they got into whatever the plot of the actual show is <laughs> right um, you know but I'm in the bag I'm, I'm, I'm totally a, uh, a mark for for Marvel stuff what what about you what did you what did you feel about it well I definitely agree with your first part you know um, it did feel like a mirrored reflection of me Um and, ter- and t- definitely toward the end when they started, like, he started uh, answering why he hurts people and, like, the reason behind it. Like, and, and I thought that was cool. Um, 
but it's I, I you know I, I Loki is growing on me the more of the the actor pr- plays him you know because in the comic he's just like a little bitch and <laughs> just put your skinny ass down somewhere little nigga you didn't make the cut all right you're the sixth man you're not the starting five <laughs> Joe shut up and uh, but the more that he plays he's being played by this actor uh, I guess I'll get his name up since we're talking about him Tom um, Hiddleston Tom, thank you Tom Hiddleston um. You know, I don't. I don't even. I never learned the real names. I only. Learned, I learned the characters. You know, <laughs> so that's just how I watch. So Loki being played by Loki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know what it is? It helps me. So that way, if I ever meet them in real life, I can actually really ask them what their names are, and mm-hmm. it'd be genuine. So yeah, <laughs> genuine asshole. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at the credits. I... <laughs> Man, listen, um, I'm out once the movies once the credits is up, but. I remember watching Loki uh, go through, you know, watching him getting played by this, by the actor, and it, it really brings, um, I don't know, reality to it. It brings, like, humanity to him. Uh, he's not just a character on a page uh, to read, to flip through. And even when that, that part where he, like, realizes the Infinity Stones is as big as the movies made them, doubt to be as powerful as they are, like, you see how they how they're presented in this in this TV show, and it like puts it in perspective that oh, it's it's all it's all relatively like up to us to what value. Like I don't know, it's weird. I don't want to give up too much of it, of course, right? Because it's it you know people aren't, haven't watched it yet, and spoiler alert and all that stuff. But I don't know. It it puts it just it it, it opens up the story to to a whole petrum of of content because of how minimal they made the movies and how big and broad they're about to make television network in and of itself in Disney plus with this as it's, you know, anchor. Yeah. Well, I, you know, very rarely are things allowed to breathe in a way that really gives a new spin. Um, and MCU just by it being, you know, ten years and twenty three movie three shows long, it it's been given a lot of chance for people to grow and to die and to have babies and all this other stuff. Some real, uh, I wouldn't say real life stuff, but it's there's. <laughs> There's peaks and valleys with all the characters so far, and then you have the snap, uh, which spoiler alert removed half the population of the <laughs> world for five years. So whatever we know about those worlds from the previous movies, they're completely changed. Um, but I agree with you because of this specific story and because of where everything's lining up in the next few years with the MCU. And our knowledge of like, oh, Fantastic Four is coming and X-Men's coming. And there's so much excitement and anticipation that you're already like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Was that a thing? Who's Mephisto? What's the next thing? And you're just looking for clues and they're just slowly doling it out. It's just like, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go back in time and we're going to have a, 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 you know, a Scarlet uh which reveal that changes your perspective on the character and then we're gonna have a black widow movie we, we, i know she said she is she gone but it, it, I mean, <laughs> there's things in these universes that shows that it can't be so they're mm-hmm. they're using their full um arsenal of of story telling devices to uh put a new perspective on the movies that were good. They're still good movies. They're still fun. Nothing that is showing in these new shows and movies are just like, man, now Civil War is whack. Like, Civil War is still a good movie. <laughs> Infinity War is still a good movie. And that's pretty That's pretty special. Yeah. Can I hate for a second? Yeah, you can hate. It's just... MCU for what it is is cool but you know in 10 year run and all that like and this is just like uh, this, to ple- this to be the devil's advocate isn't it easy 
to make hit movies when you've had decades of repeated storytelling to get the story right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to cast aspersions or throw any shade, <laughs> but have you seen what's going on over at the uh, DCEU? Uh-uh. The, what's... the oldest characters and repeated storylines of all times in the right, DC right. comics. Not translating too well on the big screen. Not a no. not a succinct story. Not a something you can <laughs> invest in for years and years. They have some good uh, some some good adaptations, some good interpretations. They had, you know, Aquaman was good. I like the Harley Quinn movie, but uh, right. was not see. feeling the first Suicide Squad. Left a lot. No. Poof. No. No. Really? Oh, God. That was so not my thing. I didn't like the <laughs> racist crocodile dude. It felt like the whole the boomerang guy's whole character was, hey, I'm Australian. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? No. Oh, man. Oh, you know, that's... that's... Go ahead, sorry. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say... Uh, it. It's only easy, quote-unquote, for there to be a decade of movies that come out three times a year uh, for some some of them. Mm. If you nail the first couple movies, and then if you can pivot and, you know, allow big, world-changing things to happen in some of the smaller movies just so people want to see what happened from from movie to movie and then you could also forget <laughs> about things that happen yeah. until they pull it up again and you're just like oh shit <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah which is hard to do when it's just like and now here's another alien that's destroying metropolis <laughs> it's like work <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know what's interesting with this? They could save the DC universe could save itself if if it takes advantage of its strengths, right? Mm-hmm. And its strengths is television to me. I think you give them time to cook, mm-hmm. they give you a nice meal. Um, but they got to take advantage. Well, TV is gonna be hard, so maybe when they do it with streaming networks, with like. Teen Titans or whatever, they have to not give us such a PG um, thing. No, seriously, like, like what's what's wasn't the Titans thing like? <laughs> I didn't watch it, but wasn't one of the like lines that Robin said was just like "fuck Batman." <laughs> <laughs> nah, I remember that. Super I mean, gritty Titans uh, show. Yeah, no, nah, like even if, even when you, that show was dope because even if you watch the like cartoon part of it, it it felt like high stakes. Like even though the villain was Slade Wilson, that fucking uh, C B level villain, it was like it felt like Robin wanted to kill him and we could and could get could, could do it. Are we talking about Teen Titans? Or are we talking? I'm yeah. talking about the the live action Titans show that was on DC Plus. I didn't even watch it. I didn't yeah. watch that one. Oh, so they're doing what I'm what, what I'm already suggesting. Yeah, you should go watch. You get somebody's <laughs> HBO Go or HBO Max and, and figure that out. Cause it, oh, okay. The thing about because um, that's gonna kill MC MCU. Not to cut you off, interrupt you, but like that's I think that whole PC thing is gonna mess up the Marvel universe a little bit with Disney Plus because Disney is so childish. I the thing the thing that like the the gift of of DC and the curse is that they have like five or six people or five or six characters that people really know, you know? So Batman, right. Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, um, Green Lantern, they, they have the icons, you know? Right. But if you show me a picture of like Starfire and Black Canary, I don't know one thing about them. And it's right. 
it's not um it's not to say that they can't make things that really uh take advantage of how like kind of like dynamic um DC can be in terms of just how many like alternate realities smash into each other all the time but like dog mm. I don't care if Batman's gritty <laughs> like make him do something in those movies that makes it feel like I'm getting not just like it has to be mature in both it being swear words and blood mm. and also narratively rich and dense so that I'm not just like oh so this is like the dark night but hot topic <laughs> <laughs> this is just like this is this is uh Tim Burton's Batman but for like people who like wear fishnets unironically <laughs> the same story retold over and over again just with with different characters yeah 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 that's and that's why like in to your point it's because we don't know about like they have such a vast DC universe of characters we don't know about that TV just works better for them for us to learn about them as mm-hmm. characters and to and to you know and to try to try to create a different a different feeling like the flash TV show does well um, and mostly because I don't know how it ends there, like the story story part of it, but the flash story does well because, um, there is so much to them to talk about just with them, but I do want them to take a chance and, and yeah, make Batman like, don't do something like kill the Joker because we see how that, that happens. They always like <laughs> flip back on it. Like, Oh no, he's not really dead. In fact, there's like seven of them out there. <laughs> It's like, all right, bro. But like, make him like, I don't know, make him human. Make him make a mistake that is not gonna be washed away from his his image. He has to carry that for at least ten years with the with our generation. Yeah, well, at least five years. Yeah, I mean, the 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 problem is, is you only have like, what like, if this is like a revolver, you only have so many bullets, and. Mm. Uh, as much as we're talking about it now, and much as we're like nerding about it about now, <laughs> we it's like nerds right now. how many people, how many times can you see a new Batman before you're just like, all right, so like I'm not even being rewarded for my investment in this other dude who got all ripped and put on this cape and shit. Like it's right. it, the whole theme seems like it was building towards. Um, well, let's just use everybody. Let's just like call all yeah. the people who played these people and like really have something worthwhile in a way that that uh, just because there hasn't been a million different Iron Mans, they Marvel can't do. They can't. Oh, like, okay. They can't say like, oh, let's use like how many in my lifetime? How many Superman? Have there been? <laughs> yeah, there nah, was. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was Christopher. There was Smallville. There was right. Lois and Clark. There yep. was the Superman uh, with Brandon Ruth or whatever his name was, where he was. He was like he had a son, and uh, <laughs> I think there was like a, a property situation with with what's his name, uh, Lex. Lex Luthor. Uh, then you have the, the Zack Snyder Superman, and then you have the Supergirl Superman, who's now also a Superman. And I think there's a Superman coming out soon that's not that Superman. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm investing in. Right, um, right, right. Which isn't a bad thing, but I, you know, it. Well, f- for this to be like. I don't want comic books to become wrestling, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, like what you like, but don't make this like, oh, we're doing it so much better, or oh, we people like our edge. Whatever like tribalism you want to put in on wrestling or comics or any like media art, 
it it just dilutes everything into winning which like that's an impossible standard to uh keep up and it's not attractive for me on the outside being like oh but yeah uh so what's going on with martian manhunt (laughs) (laughs) he waited all that time he could have done something in the snyder cut that shit was long as hell he was on the sidelines with binoculars they could have used him (laughs) i heard about that oh shit um excuse me no that was now you actually that's such a great it's a great point up to up to the up to the it's not a problem thing because isn't it a problem if, if you see them struggling because um, you're right they their focus should just be promoting their their new acts that they mm-hmm. put in comics more than than because you're right they've 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 just reused the same character so many times um, and and it just takes it takes away it takes away from the story because we can't really get invested with one character. We have to get invested with this whole new Superman and their own new, new I don't know character quirks that they're adding. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it just yeah, it kind of takes away. So well, yeah, I think they should do the TV thing and and I don't know, like if 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 they're gonna make movies, like they they could really kill Batman Beyond because Batman's in it, he's just not in it. And he would be, and it would, it would destroy the charts, especially with stat. If they would stop being such dumbasses with Static Shock and just give that to the people, like they could make money. But for some reason, they don't want to admit that they've been wrong this whole time and keeping him as a digital two thousand cartoon and not expanding on that was their biggest flaw and mistake ever. They could have, they could have been ahead of this uh, black renaissance of media content had they. Not be big, not have been big headed with their decisions about characters like that, you know. And yeah, there's a lot of money left on the table. Um, because <clears throat> outside of it being comic books, uh, they you know, they're modern myths, and people want to see their values and their identities reflected in. Situations that they'll never encounter. They'll never <laughs> see like an alien. They'll never like jump. They're a, real. A burglar or any of that stuff. Like there's yeah. comics stories naturally uh, reflect our anxieties, but also our our hopes. So yeah, an entire <laughs> entire catalog of characters that you can't learn how to market properly. That's not <laughs> a good look. They're, they've been around for a reason. And I, and, and you see it in, in, uh, in wrestling all the time. I see everything through the, the, the lens of wrestling where like you'll see somebody who's fire on the independent scene and then go to one of the bigger companies and it's just like, all right, just another dude, just another dude <laughs> with some tattoos and some trunks. And you just, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people get upset because they're just like, oh, I like that dude. He seemed like he had a lot of interesting charisma. Where did that go? And it's just like, you know, like uh, there's a 70 year old man who doesn't believe <laughs> this guy is, uh, is a star. So he's not going to be a star. Right, right, and that's, right. That's what it feels like a lot of, um, big tentpole franchises are it's just like a lot of the equivalent of 70 year old men being like but what if what if we didn't do something <laughs> <laughs> now i agree with that i 100 percent agree with that i think corporate does kind of like drag down the content created down a little bit um you know i think that's why anime works a little bit well better than with with this generation of, of my generation and lower um just because of that it doesn't have that western old man we might have like eastern old men bias right like but we don't know what that looks like so it's new and it's foreign so we'll just enjoy the newness of it um but yeah yeah hopefully hopefully dc can bounce back i mean i I mean uh, all in all they have tv locked down so they're they're not going anywhere they'll be on cw and all that for a while so whatever yeah i'm not Uh, worried about (laughs) (laughs) i'm not worried about detective comics (laughs) that's the last thing i'm worried about 
right, well, uh, that was fun little nerd out we got to have. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was dope. I guess we can. I just want to just because it's on here and I wanted to mention it. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on um, not the boxing thing because you probably don't care about Floyd, Floyd and Jake Paul or whatever that was, or Jake and Logan, whoever whoever fought him. Yeah. But um, I did want to ask about. So we have Houston Hospital, um, uh, Houston Methodist Hospital, or Houston-based um, hospital is uh, workers have suspended workers for not complying with coronavirus uh, vaccination policy. Uh, this is from the Washington Post by uh, Paulina Vlejas Vle- and Dan Diamond. So, yeah, I guess uh, minus the almost 25,000 employees who were fully vaccinated uh, against the uh, novel coronavirus by the deadline on, of Monday, the additional 178 employees who did not get vaccinated were suspended without pay for two weeks. If not vaccinated by the 21st of this month, um, they will receive a medical, uh, they will basically be fired. Um, yeah, they, they, they'll start the process for the termination process. And then you have like C- CEO Mark Boom. He says, I know that today may be difficult for some who are sad about losing a colleague who's decided to not get vaccinated. Um, that, that, I don't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means as a uh, as a statement. But yeah, I don't know. Meanwhile, 285 employees received a medical or religious exemption from the vaccine and um, 332 employees were granted deferrals for pregnancies or other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question here is why didn't that 178 people lie and just say it's for religious purposes for why they didn't get that damn vaccine? <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> people, people out here doing the worst, doing, doing the most out here waiting for Russian vaccines, even though they could probably go get that taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. nah. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of what that is is that it's, you know, politicized this, uh, like, we have, what, 600,000 or 500,000? I haven't checked. I've been too depressed to look at the number again. Um, (laughs) People died from this. And... That should have been the story, but the ultimate story was, you know, we're not going to help you. And also we're going to make it seem like this is like the same as, I don't know. I don't know what bureaucratic thing people don't like that they came out so hard against, but it just became like another, like, I won't, you won't tell me what to do. (laughs) <laughs> and you could you could you could you could do that if you are your you know your own boss um, <laughs> but a lot of people are getting what they want which is to like I mean not to seem like insensitive but they, they want to feel special they want to feel like I don't have to follow the rules or I don't have to like betray my values to do a job. And it's just like, for the most part, I don't know every like job with a union and every like field and how they handle things. But I think there's um, a lot of things that you can negotiate as some, like a worker. And there's a lot of you get, you just can't. And I'm not advocating anyone to like feel like they need to do anything that they don't want to, but like you're working with people, (laughs) you're working with a lot of sick people. Um, That in itself should make you want to put yourself in a position to help the most people possible. And if there's something that you don't agree with, then maybe you don't actually want to do that job in a way that 
is the most helpful. And I can't, I can't see why someone wouldn't want to do the best job <laughs> possible. But, you know, I'm watching YouTube at work. <laughs> I don't want my job. I just want to clock in, clock out, give me my paycheck. I'll see you guys when I see you guys. Uh, right. And it's, it's pretty wild that that same mentality in some way, shape, or fashion can be translated to, like, uh, I keep your Mima alive. but what if this was like the 178 of the most like the the baddest of the baddest like and not bad like like bad but bad good like you know they they keep the company going you know what i mean they're the ones who's like really holding it down at this motherfucker and you know it's like you're you're going to of course you can replace these people and 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 build another whole setup but it's like damn like you're gonna it's a lot of extra work just uh just to show that you have power, I guess. Because in a sense, <laughs> right? Like you should spend it for two weeks without pay when you could. They could do other things there. They don't have, they, they don't have to be like without pay, like for two weeks. That's a little wild to me. Um, like for me, like I, 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 let me ask you first. How would you tell? How would you? I feel like I know your answer. That's why I didn't want to ask you. But how would you? <laughs> how would you help? How what 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 advice or what what would you offer up to them that they could possibly do to? That, that could have helped this or, you know, fix this situation right now. Just get get your vaccine. I knew you. I knew you were going to say that. What are you doing? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. What, what, I don't understand why people who... They applied for the job. They signed the contracts. They signed... Pre-pandemic. They put in all these different things. There's probably like you had to like prove. I don't know. This, 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 I'm married to a teacher. They have to do all this like <laughs> you got to submit your Bordetello. Uh, Shout out to Mel. Test. Shout out to Mel. Or like whatever like proof that you have certain vaccinations has to go through and, and be renewed every year and or whatever the, the time frame is. I, I have a dog. If I want to take the dog to the boarding place, they have to get, they make you bring in these certain tests that she got. She won't get ringworm while she's there. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand where it's just like, why do people have to show their dominance on just these lowly workers or the best workers who just refuse to do a function of their job? This isn't like, oh, as a human being to walk around, uh, you have to get a vaccine. It's, hey man, to do your job, we need you to get that thing done. And you're just like, no, I'm not putting on. Here's 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 a hypothetical. If someone was just like, I'm not, I work in the food industry, I refuse to put on shoes. And they're like, hey man, Shoes are good. <laughs> you could put them on your feet so that if we drop a hot pot of grits, it won't scald your feet up. And you're just like, nope, it's my right to not wear <laughs> shoes. And you're just like, well, we have these health these health standards protocols that are just like, you can't, you need to close, you need to clap up them feet. Uh, and then you're <laughs> like, no. And you know what? You're being a tyrant by making me wear shoes. And they're just like, all right, well, then you're fired. And you're just like, well, you shouldn't have did that. Now you got to get another person to do a job and wear shoes. Where are you going to find that? <laughs> okay, that was a fun example. That was a fun <laughs> hypothetical. So let me, let me tweak it a little bit, though. Let me tweak it a little quick. Oh, my so, God. Because what it sounds like, it doesn't sound like that to me. This sounds more like uh, you're not, they're not letting their, their employees make the decision of how they want to protect themselves. So, yeah, the option of the vaccine is there to protect yourself. But if I would prefer to just use the equipment that is around for me to, to for my success, right, lowers the risk, doesn't, you know, it doesn't completely vanish it, but neither does the vaccine. So if I'm doing the same thing, if I'm wearing shoes, I'm just not wearing your brand of shoes you want me to wear. I don't get the, I don't, that's, that's where this looks like to me. It's like, it's just, it's another way to protect yourself. And I would, if I prefer to use masks and suits and interact with people that way, why can't I continue to do that? 
because uh, the same reason why you're not allowed in certain jobs to just have, like, we already were vaccinated to go to school for a lot of the stuff that, like, our parents made that decision or whatever. And then there's a lot of things that we did, like booster shots and stuff. But there's so much stuff that we don't, we have no frame of reference for that weren't a decision and shouldn't be a decision because it's about collective health. And their job specifically is to provide health services. <laughs> So, I, yeah, if you were just like, I want to wear a different brand of shoes. Yeah, sure. You There's Reebok is Moderna. Nike is Pfizer. <laughs> but you got to put some shoes on. And being like, oh, I want to do these other protective things is like, well, what, what do you think is happening here? Mm. Like, what do you think is happening here? Because it's it, we're not in the business of employee empowerment. <laughs> yeah, we are. This is not how... The unions, yeah. Unions are so that you don't get discriminated based on you doing the job and then someone being like, I don't, I don't like the cut of your jib or whatever. <laughs> There's another conversation happening, which is just like, people want credit for doing things wrong. Like, I did it. And you're just like, no. <laughs> this shit is, is fucked up. <laughs> Interesting point. <laughs> why are we, why, why do you want to be like valorized for doing it wrong? You did it wrong. And I think there's, there's just an element of, of uh, potential element of all these people. And it's not even all these people. It's like a fraction of the the people who work there who's just like, I don't want to do it. And then it's just like, <laughs> well, then if it was really a, I don't want to do it, there'd be more people who would do it. But it's a condition of the job. But can do you, do you at least see how by making it so mandatory, it puts these kids, I mean, these people back into the mind frames of those kids who are also upon to take the vaccine um who cares who I mean, cares triggered. trauma childhood it's you know not it's childhood trauma. You, you know, the, the real problem is is that people know better and they don't care <laughs> people know they're speaking from a place of ignorance or like selfishness and they don't care. And I can't make them care. But this place that signs paychecks <laughs> has <laughs> contracts and conditions. They can make you care if you care about, you know, not finding another job in two weeks. <laughs> it's real simple. Yeah, but honestly, you know, you're right. I don't uh, I'm not pushing back on there. Um, I will say, though, it will be expensive for the hospital. Yeah. Because by let, by letting them go, you have to you pay for their EDDs and their uh, their severance packages. You know and what was really going to be a cheap thing. You know what was real expensive? A lawsuit. If somebody was like, "Oh yeah, one of your workers didn't get vaccinated," when everyone was getting vaccinated, and now I'm sick. I don't, I wouldn't I that I you'd have to prove that to me and like and you'd have to prove it to a judge and jury too so it's like you'd have to have evidence of that type of stuff for me that's why that's why I turned my mind not to argue with you but that's that's why why brain is hard to uh comp comprehend any of this like that it's like what, nah, what like, what's gonna cost more that nightmare scenario of a billion dollar industry or whatever millions of dollars industry has to pay like like ten grand in severance. Or that nightmare scenario where someone has to pay millions of dollars in a lawsuit because someone knowingly... Here's the thing. If their job wasn't to know if they got vaccinated or not, 
then they'd have there would be like they wouldn't get in trouble or whatever. Mm-hmm. But their job is to know what their employees because they are help. <laughs> I tell you this, we're not talking about working at a restaurant anymore, or chic shoes, or chic shoes or whatever. We're talking about help. And the current standard of health after a deadly pandemic that killed a half a million people is to do this thing. Now, if you don't want to do that thing, then you don't want to do that job. And so, yeah, they might have to spend more money than they want to because people don't want to do what they need to. But that's true of any employment dispute like i'm sure you've been fired they had to go find some <laughs> other p- dummy to do that job I'm sure they didn't want to but they did it right i yeah i see your point i guess my my follow would be where where does it if it starts here where does it end then right is it, it like if we're including health professionals when does it get to a chic shoes where they're now asking about vaccination and concerned about that type of stuff i don't know and, should, oh. and when do we stop that line? You know? I'll, I'll, I'll worry about that when that happens. <laughs> we can't. That's not a good way of thinking. It, that's it, so American. Here, here's the thing. It's not American because Americans will fucking argue to death about things that don't exist and it'll never affect them. And that's a terrible way to live. It takes so much time and effort and no one is right because we it's, it's completely in a hyperbaric, hyperbolic chamber where it only exists in the mindset of those people who are purporting that they believe that thing is a real thing that could happen. And it's also reflecting uh, poorly on the mental health of those having to argue against those people. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not American to just say, I'll wait till more information is available and listen to the experts. That's not American. That's, that's, I don't know who that is, but that's. No, no, see, exactly. That exactly, that's true. That's exactly it. That's what I, my point was. Like, Americans are proactive, not proactive, they're anti proactive. Like, they want to handle things after, after the, after no, no, the effect. No, 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 no. I'm saying that the arguments about things that don't exist isn't, is American. That's not being oh. proactive. Gotcha, gotcha. If anything, it's being reactive. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Anti anti proactive. Yeah. Reactive. Yeah. Doing something because something else happened is reactive, but that's just how the world works. If I start bleeding out of my nose, me not putting a toilet tissue in there earlier doesn't mean that I know why my nose is bleeding. Yeah. But if, if, so so if the whole okay, point is to find solutions, maybe wait to the problem to actually exist before making another product uh, problem, which is me having a headache arguing about this. <laughs> Going back and forth, not knowing shit because I'm dumb, talking to another dummy. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the, double, the dummy patrol. But I'm glad uh, you're invigorated by me and you being dumb on a <laughs> podcast together. I'm glad that's what you're doing with your time <laughs> yeah I'm, I am getting too, reporters names wrong and not even <laughs> reading the article yo listen man oh <laughs> man you got a story and it's fiction it seems fiction <laughs> well the articles i uh, listen man listen listen i gave it a, i gave it a the writer gave it a, where i got the, got it from um <laughs> That's the best I could do. In terms of names, listen, my name's hard. Just, you know, forgive me as I forgive y'all. And, uh, yeah, no, man, this was this was a great <laughs> conversation. I do enjoy these. You know, I, I enjoy the back and forth. Uh, and and I'm just happy and thankful that we're able to do it remotely so you feel safe and comfortable. And mm-hmm. it sounds great quality-wise. So, um, But all that's said that, you know, you know what the fuck we talk about. This is just you guys' story, <laughs> and and um, OJ man, I just want to say thank you again for um, coming through or popping up or calling in and and going back and forth with me on on all these topics. It was fun to 
to get pers- to give a different perspective. You know, you, ca- you can't have these without, you know, dummies talking to one another. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, want to give up uh, when I, I guess to close out, I'm going to give out some music. Uh, you want to give me a title or something? You want to I, I can put it after this. <coughs> Stop, you know, I don't know, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to try to evolve the podcast. You know, uh, we'll, we'll do that on the next one. It's all good. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, OJ, again for joining us. Uh, this is You Got a Story. I'm your host, O to the motherfucking T. Hope you guys enjoy your week. One. Now listening to Fucking by Cousin Capone featuring Nipsey Hussle and Freeway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we know you used to put in work, that's so. Nigga, and we seen your paperwork, you told. All these niggas either sniffing glass or they living off the past while I'm blowing money fast with my bros. Lately, I've been seeing niggas sell they soul. How you catch a case and bail out on parole? I've been state to state getting money on the road. Had to reevaluate who I can talk to on the phone. Switch it up. Spit the game, pay attention, you should listen up. Follow code and one day you will get rich as us. Seven digit street, nigga, that ain't rich enough. 40 million on the crib like that nigga Puff. Niggas buying yachts, niggas buying jets. Make me want to buy the block just to reinvest. How my young niggas catch for us, nothing left. Bury me the realest ever did it, yeah. Hopefully my day ones will remember this. Keep that shit a hundred one until the day. Even when I'm gone, they'll say I never left. Looking at it with black lad, I never quit. That's my niggas, women thought we never hit. Sticking to the script, get rich and never switch. All my role models doing sentences. Yeah. Now disconnected from You Got a Story podcast.